Good morning. Just letting you know, I've turned the air conditioning up a little bit because I'm actually cold. And if I'm cold, then it's okay to turn the temperature up. Just saying. So, uh, glad that you are here to worship. And uh, for those who are watching by Zoom, we're glad that you are here as well. A couple of announcements. Um, Our Wildcat softball team's doing really well. Um, so still come out, um, and play. Now it's Monday they play? Okay. Monday and Tuesday. Okay. So come out. Uh, after church, we are having a called congregational meeting. Uh, this is on regards to voting on repairs that we desperately, uh, it needs to happen. So this is right after church. Also, uh, God's Light, the youth choir, will be here uh, on Thursday the 9th, um, and their concert at, is at 7, and I would like some volunteers to help if you can make some cookies ahead of time uh, and bring those um, anytime on Thursday, and uh, we do have some people who are going to help uh, serve them. We're going to have spaghetti for them, and... Uh, so please come out. Um, this is be the second time that they've been here. This is a group that I worked with down in Smyrna, Georgia. So, um, you know, they do an awesome job. Uh, next Sunday, um, we have t- we have two things. Uh, one is there's the this is the date for the LCCM uh, horses event. Twenty uh, percent of your total bill will go to help um, LCCM. So there are vouchers, I think, you have out there uh, underneath the TV. <clears throat> you can. And then uh, also next Sunday, there's a Walker potluck. Um, so you can go and get uh, some horses, steaks and stuff, and bring them back <clears throat> to the potluck. Uh, it's going to be after service, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, next week. So, um, so please sign up. Uh, I heard that the meat will be provided. I was told that that was going to be scrapple. Um, I will not be able to attend, uh, but no. I, so please come out um, again, Kathy and I have. It's been our honor and privilege to serve you as pastor, so uh, we're looking forward to having that time with you. Also, uh, we are needing um, one helper, one Sunday a month for our Sunday school class. Everything else has been filled. So if you would like to be a helper uh, one Sunday a month, uh, please see Amy or Amanda. Any other 
prayer concerns or, pre, uh, sorry, any other announcements that you have. Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you that we can come and that we can worship and we can praise your name. So Lord, in everything that we do now, let us honor and bring you glory. In Christ's name we pray. And all of God's children said, amen. Good morning. If you guys will stand and sing with us.
it down a little bit here. Give Daniel some time to get over to the piano. Be. Yeah. 
You may be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, are there prayer concerns and praises that you have? Up, oh, we have Joyce. I want to thank everybody for your prayers and your cards, all the cards I got. You really made me feel loved. And the best praise of all is I found God through all this whole ordeal of my broken hip. So I thank God and thank you, everybody. Awesome. It is good to see you here. Um, and who's that stranger with you? Oh, that's your husband. Okay. Care. Oh. <laughs> Pray for Sam. Any other prayer concerns or. Um, Hold on. We're going to go to John first. John? Uh, uh, from Zoom here. Uh, continue prayers for Jim's friend uh, who's still recovering from her accident. Okay. We'll do that. Jean? Just praise that I see Marlene is here today. I haven't seen her for a while, and maybe I've missed it, but welcome back. We're so happy to see Marlene here today. We also have some old friends here. Um, if you think you're going to come into this church and be, you know, not seen, uh, Ralph and Connie Owens, I'm sorry, Reverend Ralph Owens, anyway, it's good to have you here. Um, Charlie Shell's daughter, so uh, welcome, welcome back. Yes, Ron. I'd like to thank you. For your prayers that you gave me, and I did get a doctor's appointment. It'll be a while, but at least we're on our way anyway. Good. Thank you. We're praying for you, bud. Any other? Oh, yes. Um, so Friday afternoon, um, we got an email um, that we actually lost one of my coworkers in a pool-related. Um, accident she passed away and um so we could just keep her husband and her three boys um her one son is getting ready to graduate high school and the other one is graduating from specialty training in the army um on tomorrow so hmm. yeah we are going to be um absolutely in prayer for that family uh i can't think of anything harder at this point um uh, Yes, we have one over here, Amanda. I also want to thank everyone for your prayers on behalf of myself and my family as we've been going through a rough couple of weeks. If you texted me and I did not respond, I probably don't remember, so I apologize for that. Um, just continue prayers as we continue to recover from COVID as well as um, investigate some things going on in my brain. So thank you. Okay, we are praying for your whole family and uh, a special prayer for you that uh, your like of coffee will come back because right now it's not been good and yeah, so, and we know how much you love coffee. Any other prayer concerns? Praises. Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, there have been so many things in the news recently, and we know that there's great evil among us, and yet in the midst of that, there is hope. You have not abandoned us. Even though it is hard sometimes for us to see, we see with our human eyes Lord, we need to have God's eyes in this. Lord, throughout time there's been evil, but there's also been good. So Lord, help us to share the hope and the faith and the love of Christ with others so that they may know 
the true source of happiness, the true source of joy in their lives. Lord, we are glad to see old friends again, those that are recovering from illnesses and those who are just here visiting. We're also praying for those who are recovering, either from surgeries or from an accident. Lord, we ask your blessings. And Lord, we also lift up those that are just struggling right now with just life. Lord, we know that when we turn to you, our hearts grow. So Lord, help that light in our hearts that let the darkness repel what Satan is trying to do in us. And Lord, for this family who has suffered a great loss of their wife and mother, Lord, we just lift them up to you. Lord, for for everything, we give thanks. And for the hard things that we will face, Lord, walk with us. And when it gets tough, carry us. But let us never forget we are your children. And help us to share that good news with others. We pray all of this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture today is Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. And one of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophet, prophets are based on these two commandments. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts to you, so that we may bring glory to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, we, I started the Our House sermon um, two weeks ago, and then we had the, the shooting down in Texas, and I felt like I needed to uh, address that. And now I want to get back into Our House sermon. And so in this passage, we see that Jesus has silenced the Sadducees. And to let you know what was going on is that they were trying to trip Jesus up. That's what the Pharisees and Sadducees did. They would go and they would ask, uh, who do we pay taxes to? And Jesus said, why are you trying to trap me? Show me at the coin that you use for tax. And he says, whose picture is stamped on it? And they said, Caesar's. He said, well, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And that still amazed them, but yet they're still trying to trap him. And so they talked about the resurrection. That's what the Sadducees did not believe in. They did not believe in the resurrection resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see. I know you get tired of it, but I love it. And Ralph, be free to to use that anytime. He's he's not going to. But anyway, they, they, they didn't believe about this. And so they asked the question about if a brother dies, then the According to the law of Moses, a a brother would have to marry the widow. And then what if there were seven brothers and each one died and there wasn't a child and they kept marrying this widow? Once they all died, who was she going to be married to in heaven? And Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. And you don't know the power of God, for when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, And the God of Jacob. And so he is the God of the living, not to the dead. And they were stunned. And they were quiet. But the Pharisees would have none of that. And so, again, they started with this one about what's the most important commandment. And if you were actually to look at the Ten Commandments you could see it's all focused on loving God and loving others. And so God is 
asking us, Christ is asking us, is to love God with everything that we have and to do the same thing with our neighbors. And sometimes that is extremely hard. Not that we don't love God, it's loving our neighbors. I mean, there are times where we look at our neighbors and go, oh, only if they did this or that, then maybe I could love them. Oh, if they didn't play their music so loud, or if uh, their children wouldn't come into my yard. This, This week I had a group of young people who were sitting out on the on our bench. It was very hot, and they were just sitting there. And I thought for a moment, what are they doing? These ragamuffin youth sitting on our bench, getting out of the sun, how? And then I was like, wow, why don't you go out and engage them? And I did. I said, hi, how you doing? And we talked for a little bit, but, you know, being kids, they were like, okay. And I said, it's okay. If you need anything, I'm inside, and that was it. But we have to be able to be disciplined in our love. I read this week of someone who was doing apologetics. We seem seem to have gotten away from judging others. Now, hold on, you're going to say, but we don't judge people. So let me set the record straight. We do not judge heaven and hell. That's what God does. But when we do judge, we judge in a way to help the other person by first doing what? Taking the log out of our own eye so that we can remove the speck. We don't just say, well, whatever they want to do. That's not really love. Sometimes I have to go to someone and correct them, and sometimes they have to correct me. But are they doing it because they love me or they just wanted to point out wrongs? And do we do that to others? If someone... Well, actually, the commercials that... Have you seen these commercials now? I think they're actually really good. The guy who falls out of the airplane, parachute doesn't open, and the other lady is coming over saying, hey, take my hand. And he goes, no, no, I don't want to disrupt your adventure. I'm sure something's going to happen, and yet it's falling to the ground, and it says to ask for help. Or the guy who was lifting weights and the other guy wanted to come over and help and he goes, no, I can do it. My dad said I, I can always do things by myself. I don't need any help. Sometimes we just need to help and we need to say something. But it's not because we're trying to correct them out of guilt. We're trying to correct them because we love them. We do that the same thing with our children, don't we? If our children tries to stick something into an electric socket, are we going to go, well, you know, they're going to find out? Or do we stop them? We actually stop them. It's the same way. If someone is doing something that goes against God's law, we come alongside them, we love them, and say, hey, what's going on? And then we try to correct, knowing that we're being corrected by God at the same time. See, you and I are redeemed sinners. You get that? Redeemed sinners. And we only are redeemed sinners by the blood of Christ. So that means that when we correct someone, it's because we've been corrected by God who loves us. And we've had some leaders in the past who have gotten caught up in their sin. Bill Hybels at uh, Rillo Creek, Ravi Zechariah, 
Jerry Falwell Jr., some of them had great theology, but the problem is, is they didn't, they didn't respect the image of God in others. They were doing a great job of loving people, serving others, but then somehow their theology kind of just went somewhere different. When we love someone, it has to align with biblical truth. It is the heart of the gospel that we try and tell people about Christ. So if our top goal is to live under the law, and we've talked about this before, um, Ron, how many laws are there in the Old Testament? 613? Is it possible to do all 613? Yeah. And I'm going to get even with you somehow. Do we have that picture of him dressed like a mummy? I should put it up now. <clears throat> no, there's no way to do that. In order to do that, you have to trust God. And it, and it means that we sometimes have to share with someone the gospel. So, I hate to admit this, um, a couple of weeks ago, actually it's been more than that, uh, my car was making a strange noise. And it was only when I was turning the corner, it was making this horrible racket and then it would just clear up. And I talked to the mechanic, he goes, well, you may have a tire doing something, I'm not really sure. And of course, when he took it for a ride with me, what happens? It doesn't make the sound. Of course not. But then it was getting worse. Sure enough, took it into the shop. He goes, well, the reason why it was making noise is that you only had like a quart of oil left in your engine. And so when you would turn sharp, all the engine would go away from the engine and it would, yeah, so fortunately, the car didn't explode. Got the oil in, now I have to check it. For some reason, the rule is if your car has 247,000 miles, you kind of need to check it more often. I, I didn't know, it wasn't, it wasn't time for another oil change. I thought everything was gonna be fine. But the problem is, the longer that I ignored it, the bigger the problem was going to be. And that's what we have when we, have, we see our friends or our neighbors going through something. Sometimes we have to say something. But we do it out of love. I, sometimes I get tired of those who are saying, well, I don't want to judge others. But at the same time, if someone was walking into a burning building and they were not a firefighter, I'm going to tackle them and not have them go out. In fact, there was one time, one of my first times on the job as a chaplain, this old sailor, retired Navy person said, well, I gotta go get something out of the house. And I said, you're not going in because the house was on fire. And he's like, oh, no, I know exactly where it is. I will go in and I will get it. And I'm like, you're not going to. Oh, well, you can't tell me that. Um, I, I need to go in. So guess what happened? The police had to come and restrain him because he kept thinking, I know better than you, and I can go in. Now, the whole roof at the time is on fire, and things are coming down. So should I have let him go in? No. I said, no, you can't do that. The other, 
the other time, one of my jobs is that if I see someone kind of in distress, one of the firefighters, my job is to take their helmet. See, if, they, if I take their helmet, they can't, they have to go sit on the curb and rest and get help. And one of the guys I did that to, he's like, oh, I, I'm not, I don't need that. And I'm like, you're not going back in until you get checked out. And sure enough, there was a condition that he had that if I had not sent him to the ambulance, he would have not made it down the road. It's kind of like when I was at conference and I kind of had that little spell and I had to go out in the ambulance. I really at first said, no, I don't need an ambulance. I'll be fine because all the pastors are going to make fun of me when I go out. And only half did. The other half prayed, so that was good. But we get into that, I can do this myself. And then I realized when I told Rob, okay, I can't do this. You're going to have to get me in. Rob was saying, we're going to need to get you to a hospital. And my stubborn side was like, no. But when I realized that Rob was caring about me, going, okay, your heart's going all over the place. We need to get you someplace. I was like, okay, fine. So as Christians, we need to speak up. We need to live our faith out and we need to love well. And it doesn't mean that we are silenced and say, well, whatever they want to do. When my children lived under my house, my, it was my rules. Was that fair? Was it fair that I didn't allow my daughter to get a tattoo at uh, when she wanted one at 12? Oh, she wanted to ta- oh, she's like, oh, I gotta have one. However, later in life, now that she has tattoos, because she's n- not in my house anymore, she actually did thank me, thank you for not letting me get that tattoo when I was 12, because the one that she wanted was right on her hand, And the problem is, when you're working for a public library, you're supposed to have tattoos covered. And she's like, I would have never been able to work. And I would have had to have that removed. Sometimes you have to say, no, you can't do something. So Jesus modeled something for us. He's telling us to stop the hate and to love the sinner. Hate the sin, love the sinner. And that means sometimes we have to stand up for those who don't have rights. And we have to stop supporting things that go against our Christian beliefs. And This is a a minor point. But we need to stop listening to those who think they have authority over everything, especially things in the internet and those who, well, let's just say there are entertainers that people seem to follow and whatever they say must be true. There is one person, by the way, who would say, and Chris, I'm going to use you as an example. There's a, there's a uh, I don't want to name her name, Oprah, um, but she had said that there are many ways to God. So obviously, if she said it, it must be true, right, Chris? Okay, you and Ron don't, I've got to watch both of you. Sarcasm, yes, we, we know. 
we have to be careful who we listen to. And we have to be careful who our friends listen to and try to help them. Again, because we love them. Not because we hate them. No one's going to ever come to a church where we're, we're preaching, don't, don't, don't. But they will come if you go, I love you. Let me help you. Let me come alongside you to build that relationship so that they will see God in you. So to be an evangelist, to be evangelical, means that we share the good news. That's what we do. That's what we're asked to do. God's given us a commandment before he left to make disciples in this world. And that's how we do it. And sometimes there's going to be hurt when you go to someone, but if they know that you love them, that you care about them, then maybe they will see Christ in you. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, there's so much hate in the world. There's so much evil. And Lord, again, regardless of what laws we pass, we've seen the laws that you had in Scripture and we did not follow. All the laws in the land and we still sometimes have trouble. So Lord, it's about the heart. The heart has to change. So Lord, we pray that you will open our hearts to you that we'll be able to open the hearts and to share the Gospels with others out of love. To correct if we must, but to do everything surrounded by your love and your peace, your hope, your joy. Because at the end of the day, it's about people coming to know you as Lord and Savior the most important thing that we can ever share is Jesus. Help us through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
So let me give some instructions. We're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to come back in, and we're going to start our congregational meeting. Uh, everyone, anyone can actually uh, attend this meeting. However, only members of this church may vote. And so we will uh, convene here in five minutes. So if you need to go to the restroom or whatever... Uh, but hear this benediction. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, send us out to, to be the light so that others may see us and praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.